Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. And if you'd like to talk about your small business, send me an email, gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. That's gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today's story is Russian investors in Silicon Valley, seen with a suspicious eye these days, and the difficulty of finding work as an on-demand dog walker. Those stories after this. You don't often find the words business and friendly in the same sentence, let alone the same state, unless, of course, you're talking about Michigan. Michigan's business-friendly practices help to become a leader in industries that range from agribusiness and cybersecurity to aerospace and defense. In fact, Michigan is ranked among the top 10 states for major new and expanded facilities, which makes Michigan more than business-friendly. It makes Michigan business-smart. To learn more, visit michiganbusiness.org, because helping business grow is pure Michigan. With news of hacking and influence campaigns escalating all year, the Russian immigrant community of Silicon Valley is in a strange new position. Some Russian venture capitalists said startups were more wary about taking their funding, while several Russian-born engineers said they were being treated differently socially and in their companies. Lawyers also said some tech firms were installing tighter security measures, restricting what data that foreign-born coders can see. It's a story from New York Times reporter Nellie Bowles in San Francisco. Nellie, what about the Russian community in Silicon Valley? Russian community in Silicon Valley has always been a very strong one. Um, uh, Sergey Brin, the co-founder of Google, was born in Russia. Yuri Milner, the first major investor in Facebook, um, was uh, born in Russia. It, it, there, there's long been a very um, influential community here in San Francisco. And what has happened recently is as the headlines and the sort of uh, constant stream of news over the last six months about Russian hackers um, has really permeated like popular culture and our conversations, it's had an impact on the Russian tech community here in the Bay Area. So here you have these guys who are willing to invest millions, right? These startup investors, and uh, they show up with this Russian accent, and people now are casting a wary eye. Yeah, I mean, it's having... I, I wouldn't say it's everyone or it's rampant, but it is starting, and it's noticeable. And um, you know, I, I spoke to one um, gentleman in particular who is opening, uh, he, he's renovated an old church uh, with $11.5 million to buy and renovate this space, and, and he, his plan was to call it Hack Temple, oh. like a temple for hackers. Wow. And then just as they're about to officially launch, they have, uh, their investors and advisors are saying they cannot call it this anymore. They can't, uh, a bunch of Russian guys can't open a place called a Hacker Temple. Mm. Um, just because the PR will be too bad. Right. And so he's kind of trying to navigate um, how he can brand it as a Russian guy opening a house for you know, international entrepreneurs. And he said it's impacted also his investment, you know, when, when he's going to invest in startups. They're a little bit more wary. And, and um, entrepreneurs told me about getting a lot of jokes about it and, um, being sort of made fun of at conferences and things. Mm. And then on the flip side of that, uh, a lot of people also mentioned that now because Russia is being recognized for its technical talent, there's uh, 
at points more interest in hiring Russian engineers. That that previously, if you'd asked, you know, someone, what do they think of when they think of Russia? They would say oil and oligarchs and President Putin, and then now they would say engineers, wow. hackers. Wow. So there's interest in hiring those folks. We're speaking with Nellie Bowles, reporter for the New York Times in San Francisco. She's written an interesting piece entitled Russians in Silicon Valley Can't Shake Hacking's Shadow. All right, so how does somebody counter this if they're experiencing, uh, you know, what we might call discrimination, I guess? I don't uh, how you would counter any kind of discrimination. I mean, it's obviously baseless and, and absurd. Um, whenever, I mean, historically, whenever America's in geopolitical tense situations, um, people tend to blame immigrants from that country. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or people tend to be wary of immigrants from that country. Um, we've seen it over the years many times. Does he, uh, has, has he given thought to say just pulling up stakes and saying, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I'm, I'm taking my no, money elsewhere. No, no, it's not at that point. I don't think, I, I, I think the flood of immigrants into Silicon Valley and people wanting to work here and, and start companies here is not, Ceasing, at least in, unless there's like the fact that immigrating to the U.S. is just getting harder and harder. But mm. um, I don't think it's going to deter people from coming here or, or make people want to go back. I think it's just something that, you know, folks who are here and working and trying to get funding or give funding are noticing. And, and it's weird and it's um, annoying and it's discrimination, certainly. But, but I don't see it as like an imminent crisis for the community. Thanks, Nellie. Nellie Bowles, New York Times reporter based in San Francisco. Coming up next, it's no cinch to be an on-demand dog walker. When shopping for car insurance, consider this. Geico has been saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. So if you're serious about savings, it's simple. Go to geico.com. After 75 years, they know how to save you money. In many American cities, landing a job as a dog walker is tougher than earning entrance to an elite university. Rover, a Seattle-based pet care app with more than 120,000 walkers, accepts only 15% of applicants. At WAG, which serves nearly 300 American cities, the acceptance rate is 5%. The Wall Street Journal says by one measure, there is no better time to be a dog walker. U.S. pet ownership is at an all-time high. The uptick has buoyed the dog walking industry which has seen its annual revenue grow 3.7% over the past five years to a billion dollars. Canine Running Company, based in Brooklyn, New York, offers one-on-one runs, not walks, for its furry clients. More about this industry. Several dog walking services have live GPS tracking. WAG and Rover's walkers flag the location of potty breaks and send post-walk photos. Getting hired isn't easy, but neither is navigating on-demand apps. They operate like Uber with dog walkers filling requests. Dog owners can request specific walkers, but usually the matches are random. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website, which is This Morning with GordonDeal.com, as well as on places like iTunes and SoundCloud. Those are also places where you can hear our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. You could send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.